morning. Well, I thought I'd start off with something to make you laugh. I don't know if it'll make you laugh or not. My uncle's here. Hey, Wayne. Guy's in a restaurant, dimly lit restaurant, can't see really everything really well. He notices three people sitting beside him, uh, three ladies, and he leans over to the ladies waiting on his food, and he says, hey, would you like to hear a blonde joke? Now, if there's any blondes in the room, this is not personal. She, she gets in the light, and she says, as you can see, I'm blonde. I'm six foot two. I'm the world wrestling champion for women. Are you sure you want to tell this joke? You see, my friend, six foot four, karate champion of the world in women division. She's also blonde. The lady beside her, six five, boxing, woman's champion of the world, blonde as well. You want to tell that joke? The guy goes, nah, not if I got to repeat it three times. Oh, hey, if you can't have fun in church, come on. Let me, <laughs> that's one thing I do like about TLC. I'm ornery anyway, so you will probably laugh sometime or another in here. But it's good. But, I, you know, as we're, as we're progressing, God is growing the church. Things are happening. And, we're gonna, you know, I, I've asked the Lord, you know, he's just doing connections and things. I've asked the Lord for ways that we could, as we grow, and the facility is growing, um, well, the facility's not growing. The people in the facility are growing. <laughs> so, uh, but there'll be a time when the facility has to grow. And obviously, when that time comes, we, we cannot push the wall out this way because that's State Street. I mean, we could, but it'd be illegal, and that'd probably get us a lot of trouble. So we would, we'll have to push out this way and go out to the courtyard. And, you know, I'm sitting over. I hadn't sat over here in a long time, sitting in front of Glenn and Sherry. And I'm noticing if you're sitting here, you really can't see the sign uh, very well. If you're reading words, you're going to have to be to watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Yeah, God. I mean, you can't pick them up. So eventually as we grow, you know, we'll put maybe on, on each side, we'll, we'll get some giant, ginormous uh, big screen TVs that we'll be able to do. So wherever you're sitting, that will work. But I said all that just to say, as we're, we're raising money for the sign outside of the building, we are getting closer, but it's just trickling in. Uh, and as you know, I mean, I, I pay for things cash, and so I won't get it or order it until, you know, I know that we're very close or we can do that. So, you know, we're still uh, $500 or so away from that sign. It's a $3,800 sign. So, you know, if you're a guest today, you just rest easy. This is basically family business. You don't have to worry about that, um, you know, but... What we're going to do in starting next month, I'm going to start uh, one the first Sunday of the month just to make it easier so it's not confusing. We're going to do uh, we're going to set up another account. I've already set it up at the bank called Heart for the House, and so with uh, having a Heart for the House, we'll know any renovations that we do in the house for whatever we're doing. You'll know what they are. You'll know. I mean, I'll tell you. Here's how much we have. Here's what it costs. All that. So you know, we'll be good steward of all that. But it, it's going to go for the improvement of this house. So it's just going to be called Heart for the House. And I'm going to encourage those that are like, you know what, I'd love to do that um, you know, every month just in my offering, just a, you know, just a little bit as I can or, or whatever. And we'll, we'll show you how to do that. So that will be coming. That'll, that'll help because sometimes we have uh, monies that come in that are, and we love the places that they want us to send them, but we're, like we're, we're doing something else now. We still love those places, but... And some of those places, we do those seasonally or whatever. So then we have to kind of figure out and then get that to them and all. And so I get all that. This way, this, it just kind of clarifies and it'll help us a little bit. 
So we're going to be doing that. And today, when it comes to giving, if you're like, oh, I, could, I can help with the sign, please don't feel pressure. You do what the Lord tells you to do. We're not here to pick your pocket. We're here just to, uh, to advance the kingdom and, and see lives change for Christ. So anyway, all that being said, in the next couple months, you know, well, when I do that Heart for the House, I'll probably do a three-week series called This Is What We Do. And, and, and it just explains we'll do that every year, at least once a year, uh, in that avenue of saying, here's who we are, here's what we do, and here's why we do it. And uh, so, so um, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. We're going to be doing that. And then I'm going to do a series in about two, maybe March or April called I'm a Soul Man. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. I did it years ago in the school, and the Lord brought it back to me. I don't even have notes for it anymore, so I'm going to re- really do the notes again. But I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd lookalike that will be here to help you with that whole thing. But we're going to do a lot more illustrated things this year and just believing God for great things. We love you. We're thankful that we're here. Being all that said, let's get into what we're talking about today. Let's first welcome our online crowd. Give them a big God bless you. If you're a guest today and you take your connection card to the guest kiosk, you get a free t-shirt. It doesn't cost you anything, and uh, you can live life on purpose. They'll give you one of those. Also, there's a, a CD there. If you give your heart to the Lord today or just something that you'd like, we have those available. Those don't cost you anything as well. We do as much as we can here for free. <clears throat> I want to talk to you this morning about hearing God. Because it's really important that we understand exactly, you know, instead of just playing the part of a Christian, wouldn't it be good if we really had this multivitamin, we were B1? You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and be genuine, not be religious, not be haughty, and not be, but I mean, just be one. Just be like, just be the real deal. Be somebody that just, you know, loves God, but is genuine. So I think everybody in here could say, I got a desire, I want to hear God, I want, I want to please God. And the Bible says it takes faith. Well, faith is one of those things that it's kind of, it's hard. I don't see everything all the time. Well, that's faith because you, you can't see it all the time. But to do it is going to cause you to step out kind of away from the pack. So I want to know what God's telling. I mean, you know, I want to walk with him so I know. I want to hear him and not be confused because there's a lot of things out there. It's a sight and sound generation trying to get your Get your attention, get your focus, get, you know, what are you thinking about? What are you doing? And all of that. They're trying to do all of that. Today, I want to give you four easy ways to know that you're hearing God. Four easy ways. I'm going to just do my best. I'm going to try to peel this onion back so that you can go, yep, I can do that. So that's my goal. I think that there's so many things that are after our attention that the enemy puts out there that sometimes it just wears us out. Because we get our focus on this and this and this. We get our focus on pleasing men and, and doing this and that. And, and, and really, if we were just, you know, really, even in Christian, sometimes it's hard for us to say as a believer just to say no. Sometimes you just need to say no. You know, I, I, I can't do that. It's not what I'm, I, my plate's pretty full right now. So, you know, if it, I just want to say yes to please you and I fry myself out, is that really a good thing? So we want to look at some of those. We want to hear the voice of God. Maybe you're wanting to hear from him. I mean, like me, I just, I want to hear God talk to me. I want to know what he's saying and I, you know. But some of us are, again, we get back to faith. I don't want to step away. 
you know, the first banana out of the bunch gets peeled, they say. I don't want to be that one. I want to kind of see where the group's going. Then maybe, I don't know, evaluate if that's safe or not. Maybe you need decisions in your finances, your family, your relationship. Who I'm going to marry, what house I'm going to buy. Should I do this? Should I invest in this? I need to hear God. You see, because we just think it's just God. But yet God wants to be involved in everything you do. The good news is God's speaking all the time. A.W. Tozer said, it's the nature of God to speak. God wants to have fellowship with you. And he wants you to hear him all the time. The Bible says he's promised to lead his children by his spirit and enable them to know his voice. So that you can know what the spirit of God is saying about every situation that involves you. You don't have to just go, I have no idea what we're doing or why I'm doing this. I want to be in tune with God's voice and learn to hear it. Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. He said that 15 different times. So I can learn to hear from God. You might be sitting here today and going, PB, I don't know, man. I, I hear a lot of things, but God ain't one of them. Let us help you. If you're saying, I want to live a better life. And I'm just saying, I want to live a better life. Some of you might be thinking, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I put my pants on just like you do, one leg at a time. It doesn't all come easy to me. I got struggles just like you got struggles. I want to hear God. So here we go. Are you ready? Give your neighbor a high five and let's get this thing started. Here's number one. Check your receiver. Check your receiver. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, You'll find me. Now, back in the day, when I was growing up, you ever had to watch television or a radio to be able to enjoy it? Even today, I mean, no matter what, you have to do what? You, have to, you can sit in front of it, but if you don't turn it on, you're just going to look stupid. You have to check your receiver. These above me are speakers. We can have power to everything, but if we don't have these speakers on, when I'm talking, it won't come through the speaker, and all you'll hear is... Understand what I'm saying? See, they helped me back there. Did you see them turn that out? No, actually, I helped them. What I'm just trying to tell you is I have to have those on for that to amplify my voice and for those things to happen. We have to check the receiver. Now, if you're now you might be saying this, Brett, I don't even know if I have a spiritual receiver, so to speak. I don't even know if it's on. I'm going to ask you a question, and if this is how you answer the question, you're going to know whether it's on or not. Do you expect to hear from God? That's your question. If you have a receiver, if it's on, I mean, if you can answer that, I do expect to hear from God, your receiver's on. If you go, no. It doesn't mean you're condemned. I'm just saying you're not hearing because you don't have your receiver on. It'd be just like these sounds being off. You have to have faith. You're going to have to operate and expect to hear. Because God is talking all the time. But you have to have your receiver on. People will say, well, God doesn't talk to me. He is. You're just not listening. If you aren't expecting to hear from him... You're not listening. You have to turn it on. 
Let me clarify this. You have to be willing to listen. Some people say, I don't want to hear what God... Because I, you have a poor view of yourself, and you don't want to hear God say anything that would confirm that if you think that, but that's not what God's going to do. The enemy's got you fooled. You don't want to hear God correct you. Well, the Bible says he corrects those that he loves. My dad corrected me a lot when I was little. I tried to go to my mom more often than not because she was a little kinder on my backside than my father. My mom would say, if I went too far past the line, she would say, you just wait till your father gets home. My dad always came home. And I knew when he came home, I could hear he had a, he worked for the gas company, he had an orange and black truck, and people would be like, but I could hear that truck tire or whatever squeak two miles away. I know, he's coming. And we had 15 steps that went up the steps to my room, and I could count them, because he'd come in the door, and I'd hear her go, David, your son, and a lot of times, I'd just be in trouble for something my sister said I did. I have no idea what I did. And then I would hear, I'd be counting like, oh, I felt like I was going to the hangman's thing. Oh, no. But, you know, I lived to tell about it. But see, if, if my expector is like, I'm not expecting to hear from God. I don't want to hear from God. Then that's why you're not hearing anything. But what he does instead, uh, he speaks in this. And this is... Uh, he speaks in that still small voice. 1 Kings 19, 12, and the New King James will say that. So you have to listen, if I could coin a phrase from our church, on purpose. I got to know that he's, he's talking, and I have to listen for him to say something. I expect him to talk. Now, the Bible talks about the inward witness, and I'm going to talk about some things really quickly. I'm going to try to go through them, but sometimes that's kind of Christianese. If, you don't, if you're not a believer or haven't been walking in, quote, quote, church, and people start throwing out these slang terms, and you're all supposed to know, the inward witness sounds real spiritual, doesn't it? Oh, I have an inward witness, and you probably float and stuff. But, uh, but I'm talking, I want to explain what the inward witness is. Uh, God doesn't communicate with us kind of the way we do with everybody else, by just the way that we communicate. He communicates from his spirit, listen to what I'm saying, to your spirit. When you accept Christ and you get born again, your spirit is, gets what's, what gets born again. Your soul, and we'll talk about that in a few months, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. But your spirit then gets connected with God. And so then God's spirit communicates to your spirit and then your spirit communicates to your mind and tells you what God said to your spirit and puts it in a lingo you can understand. The inward witness. So that's all that saying. It's just like you get connected. It's kind of like an interpreter. Someone comes in, they speak a different language, they say whatever and the other person tells you what they said. So God gives you that inward witness. You know the Bible says to be led by peace. You'll know when you have a peace. So if you, if you feel uneasy about something, there's something not going right in your, quote, quote, inward witness in your spirit that's connected with God. Again, you're going to need to listen on purpose. So the more time we spend with the Lord, the more time 
we can understand what the Lord is doing and all of those things that go with that. I can hear his voice. I, I can hear it more regularly. I know what it sounds like. But there's still things fighting for our attention. How do you know for sure it's the Lord's voice? Again, the more time. But let me clarify something. Because I, I just need to when I'm, when I'm talking about this. If you are expecting and hearing God's voice... When you are born again, when you accept Christ as your Savior, meaning the same thing, saved, meaning the same thing, again, Christian lingo, and your, your spirit gets connected with the things of God and God starts revealing things to you, yes, okay, we get that. Let me clarify, if you're not living for God and never have any desire to live for God, that doesn't mean that God can't send people to connect with you, the Bible says that. You know, he will send people to tell you, you know, to get you back or to do whatever. He'll do that because he loves you. But I'm talking about people that are walking with him on a regular basis. That witness then, he'll talk through that witness. Now, if you're on purpose not serving God, you're not going to have that same witness because you're not connected with his spirit. Does that make sense? So you need to understand... um, Part-time Christians don't get full-time benefits. That's about the best way I can put that. So you, you got to start saying, okay, I want this. Now, it doesn't mean you're, you're exempt from it. It just means, I want, God, I want everything you have for me. So I want to be able to hear you and be able to do what you say. So, uh, and again, he loves you so he can still get in touch with you. But as a daily, regular walk, if you're not spending any time, you're not going to know. You won't be able to understand that voice. So seek him diligently, fellowship with him, prayer, and read the word. So check your receiver, turn it on. Here's number two. Find the station. John 10.4, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. They follow him because they know his voice. Back when I was a kid, you had a TV, you had to work with the TV or the radio. When I, was a, I remember when AM radios was a big deal. When I, as a kid, I had an AM radio. And I had a basket on my bike. I had a bike with a big sissy bar on the back and a banana seat. I was the Fonz. <laughs> so I put a, I, I, I taped an AM radio to my basket for a while because then I, I thought it was cool because I could listen to the radio and I was all cool and all that stuff. But you got to find the station. Also, when I was a kid, we didn't have these bazillion stations and dish and satellite. You had like, I don't know, a handful of stations. If you had an antenna on your house, you felt like, hey, that's pretty sweet. If you didn't, you had TV antennas on your TV. And depending on how you put the foil, and we didn't have this when I was a kid. We didn't have, hey, hand me the remote, will you? I was my dad's remote. I had to go change to four, six, or ten with pliers. Because there's only so many stations, and everybody watched what everybody watched at the same time. Because you couldn't just get it on demand. I mean, my kids, when they were growing up, I'm like, oh, I remember the night we watched The Wizard of Oz? Charlie Brown Christmas and Thanksgiving, remember the? Because they were on the same time. But everybody in the whole city and state and on your time zone, that's when they were on. And that's the only time you got to see them. My, My kids are like, what? That's messed up. So we got to turn this frequency. we got to say, okay, God, help me to find where you're at, where you're talking to me at. 
Let me get, you know, you getting these, these waves, sometimes even on your cell phone. Your cell phone ever drop calls? You get in a certain dead zone, and then all your phone doesn't work. And you get past it, and all of a sudden, oh, I got service again. I got three bars. And there's a battle on who's the best network, and we don't even want to go there. Find the station. You see, I didn't have to question back in the day if the station was broadcasting. Like right now, if you wanted to listen to K-Love or 104 The River or 94.7 or 93.3 The Bus or whatever you're going to listen. It's broadcasting now. You can't hear it because we don't have it tuned in to the frequency. The, the receiver's not on. We haven't found the station or the frequency. Come on, somebody. So it's still there, you just have to tune it in. God's still talking, but you have to tune in. And this is the issue. Not just, I mean, just for most believers, sometimes we're like, okay, God's going to talk to me, and he's going to tell me something, this huge revelation. He's going to speak to me, and he's going to part the Red Sea. Can I tell you that God was going to tell you something? Most of the time, it's not going to be in some huge, powering, booming voice. It's going to be in little things. It's going to be in the little daily things that he's, he's telling you. I need you to go a different way home. I need you to pick this up for somebody. I need you to call someone and pray for them. I need you to do this. It's in the little things. Your Red Sea might look different than my Red Sea. Your Red Sea might be, hey, spend time today with your kids. That's his voice. Your Red Sea might be, I, I need you to talk to your wife or your husband or whatever. I need you to be, you know, this. I need you to, to give this amount or I need you to, to pay for this. Just the other day, I just told Scott, I said, I just felt impressed to go buy this whole family's meal. And the guy's like, you don't even know what I ordered. I said, I don't have to know what you ordered. He goes, I got a big order. I said, I don't care. He goes, are you serious? And I said, yeah. And he goes, can I add to that order? <laughs> True story. And the, and the waiter or waitress on the other side started laughing. He turned to me and he goes, I'm kidding. He goes, you were okay with that. And I said, I just was told to buy your, your meal. He said, why? And this is what I said. I really don't know why. And again, I don't care. I just was told, God told me to buy your meal. I just believe he wants a relationship with you, loves you. The guy's like, wow. Cool. It's in the little things, the things that you can do that you might think, I can't do that. Yes, you can. It's obedience in the simple things because it reveals the willingness of your heart. Obey the small things. Everybody wants the big thing. But if you obey the little things, you can't get to the big thing if you don't do the small things. Because you won't be able to sustain the big thing. Come on. It's in the little things that builds your character, doesn't it? And I know you're thinking, Brett, you're already a character. I know. What if, what if the little thing is, it's time to clean out your closet? Not spiritually speaking, I just mean organize it. You know, we've had sometimes some of our kids, I want this, I want this, I want this in my new, I want this, I want like, you have seven of those. Oh, clean out your closet. Organize that. Take care of what he's given you. Treat what you have now with respect and order and watch what he'll do.
You see, when we start listening to the little voice, the one that nudges you, that wakes you up and just, you just feel like, I need to get up and pray. I don't even know. Okay. That's the voice. God wants you to have liberty and freedom. And it begins with training in the small things. He teaches you how to be led in the spirit. Obedience is a non-negotiable in your life to the Lord. I just I need to be obedient. And I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. Uh, first place on staff. I w- wasn't in this city. And, and uh, they had had me speak. And I was already on staff there. And I can't remember what the message was. But I remember asking for people that needed prayer to come down for prayer. And the, the church was a very conservative church, to say the least. Um, matter of fact, when we did worship, nobody stood up. I don't think they knew songs except that were in the hymnal. Um, you know, and, and uh, hymnal songs are, are cool. There's nothing wrong. But, but, you know, there are more singing than that. So, you know, we, we don't have hymnals in here. I'm not against that. But like Mal did a song today that's kind of a, an oldie but a goodie. And I like that. And I told her, you know, mix some of those in. I like that. And so she listens to my heart, and she, she throws that in there. And, but she listens to the Lord. But anyway, they came up front. A middle-aged lady came up here. I'm just, now, I, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. So I'm going to tell you this, because this is how this happened. I'm just going to go down, and I am going to do the pastoral, what you'd expect to pray when people come down to the front. You know, I mean, Father, that's just blessed this sister, and God just help her in everything that she does, and oh Lord, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that prayer, right? I mean, that's a good prayer, because if you don't know, but you see, God is deep. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, he's deep. Now, you got to say it with feeling. Oh, he's deep. If you were from the South, you'd be, oh, he's real deep. <laughs> so, this is, I'm, I get in front of her, and I feel like the Lord tells me to have her look at me. You know, the Bible says the eyes are the windows to the soul. So she, she picks her head up, and she looks at me, and immediately, this is what I've... Now, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over this, but I'm going to reiterate it. Everything God will tell you will not go against this, and we're going to get to that in our fourth point. It always will stay in line with this. And this is what, he, this is what I heard. He said for me to bind and, rebu- and rebuke rage. And I'm like, what? I just want to pray the lollipop prayer. You know, I went through the candy cane forest, and I, you know, I mean, I don't want to, Lord, I've never, I don't, I don't know about that. And then he said it again. And, and it wasn't like he wasn't screaming. It was just, again, now think about what I've told you about the inner witness. This is what, you know, now i got to start thinking, I'm going to show you what I'm saying, because I aligned everything. Would God tell me he doesn't want her free? Does he want her to be full of rage? Well, no, that would go against the word. So I know that's not the enemy. The enemy would say, more, pour it on more, more rage, more hatred. So I said, sis, look at me. And this is all I said. Now I, rage, I bind you, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I command you to go. And this woman went, wow, just screamed. I'm telling you, this is what I did. I, if... I'm not even going to go what I was going to say. I'm not going to say it. But you get the picture. But, I mean, everybody was like, 
Woo! Everybody's on red alert. Everybody around in the radius of that are, are like, oh my word, what's happening? And right away he said, now do anger. I did anger. Wow! And every time she'd scream her lungs out, she'd go. And we went through like six things. Things I never premeditated came up. And then, he, then the voice in, in my witness said, okay, it's done. And she was completely smile, tears in her eyes, said she hadn't felt that good in years. People came up afterwards, what was happening? Were there demons flying everywhere? I don't want to be in a church with demons. And I'm just like, you know, I, I don't have all the answers for you, but I just know they couldn't stay there. And how God does all that. Turn it on the receiver. Check it. Get the station. She took by faith a risk to say, I'm going up front. I am tired of staying this way. And God said, I got you covered. We'll take care of that. Obedience is non-negotiable. Here's number three. Learn to know, or here's this, the Christian word, discern his voice. You're going to hear noises. You're going to people speaking from you. Voices from all. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you're going to have to figure this out. How do you know what's God? The right voice to the right direction. John 10, 27 says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I was a youth pastor for years. I had the youth, divided them in teams. And what I had them do, I had one person behind each table. There was four tables. The group was growing. God was doing great stuff. We divided them. And they were making no-bake cookies. But they couldn't see. They had one person. And what I told the team, now outside, if there was a table here, there was this team. Let's say there's three, three, four teams. Boom, boom, boom. One person from that team and that person that was behind the table knew who they were, were allowed to give them directions. Now, they had to tell them all the ingredients they needed were on the table, but of course, they're blindfolded. The job of the rest of the people on the opposite teams were to mess with the people on the other team. So while, uh, let's just say Wayne uh, over here, and he's, I'm listening to Wayne, and I can't, I'm blindfolded, and and I know Wayne is the voice I'm supposed to hear. Now, all of the people over here are trying to get me. No, it's the bowl to your left, to the left. And, and I'm listening for Wayne to go, it's not to your left. Listen to me. It's two inches to your right. Look to you. I mean, you know, and so I would have to block out these people to hear Wayne. You get me. When this is all done, the kids got to eat all their cookies. So that was a win-win. Send them home on sugar. That's what I always say. What'd you do to my child? <laughs> we give him sugar. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, the kids, I could almost see light bulbs going on. So when I'm teaching them about hearing the voice of God, they said, I don't, I don't understand. I said, how did you hear the one person? And they said, well, we had to block out everything else except trying to hear their voice. And I said, that's, you're getting it. And you could almost see light bulbs like, oh, my gosh. You see, that's what's going to take. You're going to have to learn to discern. You're going to have to listen and know that he's talking. You know, if my wife calls me, I don't have to. She doesn't have to say, Brad, this is Kim. As soon as I hear her voice, I know it's her. Or in today's time, you can assign ringtones. 
So if your ringtone and your beloved one calls you and it's, this is Thriller. <laughs> he? <laughs> you will go, oh, okay, I know that. My dad, I gave him the ringtone of Magnificent Seven. And, and I had the volume up too loud. And so we were somewhere and then bump, 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 bump. And my wife is like, dear God. Brett, you got to do something about that. And she goes, who was it? I said, it's my dad. Because I had the ringtone assigned to him. So the reason I'm saying all this is if you know their voice, they don't have to announce who they are. You will be able to know who they are without that. And that's what God wants. If you spend time with God, he won't have to clarify, Brett, this is God. I know. And you will know. You'll know where he's leading. You'll know where he's prompting because you've been obedient in the little things all the time. And you'll be able to hear his voice. You've spent time with him. You've fellowshiped with him. You'll know this is the enemy's voice. This is God's voice. You'll know if it's just your voice. Sometimes we just want God to, God, that's not the way I wanted you to work. Come on, listen to me. Linda, Linda. If you keep your mind full of the things of God, you have a tendency to hear what he's saying. But here's another Christian lingo, um, carnal. Oh, he's got a carnal mind. His mind is carnal. Sounds like a breakfast cereal. Carnal just means it's just a worldly mind. It's not focused on the things of God. But if we focus everything that we have on God, we start saying, and I, I don't mean you're not human. I get it. But I mean, again, just starting taking things that are captive. Everything has to line up with the word. The more time we spend with God, the more we know his voice, the more we can listen. You see, in Matthew, he said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. So let me just give you a quick definition of discernment, okay? And we'll finish this up here real quickly. Uh, it's interchangeably, uh, it'll change with the words judgment, profound insight, perception, understanding. It also means to see into, have knowledge, or detect. It is a knowing that can sometimes feel similar to a, here's something guys would more know, like a gut instinct. It does not originate with us. It can often be a warning from God. If we sense pride, perversion, occultism, or any other form of evil, our spirits will grow uncomfortable. We may not know exactly what's wrong with the person or his message, but we'll sense danger or something won't be right. You don't need a pastor to tell you that. You can be somewhere, and you know this well enough, because inside your knower, inside yourself, if something's wrong, your meter inside is going to be like, "Woo, this doesn't feel right. That's discernment. The Bible says to be led by peace. When you have peace, you don't have that. And it doesn't mean, and again, not to be used as judging faults. Listen to what I'm saying, because you're not God. So we're not judging. We're not, we're not doing that. We're just, you know, for you or where he's taking you or what he's doing, he will, he's always going to show you the right way to walk. His word will light your path. So we have to listen and discern. It's the ability to judge between right and wrong, truth and error. You can know what the Spirit of God is and then things that aren't of God because it's like water and oil. They don't mix. There is no peace with that. 
you hold fast according to Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians, which is what is true, what is good, abstain from every form of evil. So it'll help you make decisions if you know this, is, this isn't right. You know, <clears throat> women have what they call, um, well, what men call women's intuition. I'm just, let's just, it's discernment. Um, and my, my wife is, a, a lot of times, it doesn't have to be, uh, most of the time women are more discerning than men, honestly. They just sense things more than we do. Sometimes we have to kind of figure it out after they've figured it out for us. Nobody wants to say amen to that, but you know what I'm saying. My, my wife will... She will say stuff to me like, I'll be like, this stuff that I know or stuff that I like, I, I want to buy this car. And she'll be like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Well, I'm like, well, why don't you try? <laughs> you know, maybe you should just feel a little better because it's a good deal. I don't like the color. Uh, now, she doesn't talk like that. I'm doing that just to be ornery, but... Uh, but, you know, she doesn't have a piece about something. And, and here's what I, I want to say. So if she's watching right now, I love you. Uh, uh, so she just ha- doesn't have a piece. So she just, I don't know, something doesn't seem right. Might be wrong with the person selling it. Might be wrong with the car that I don't know and she doesn't know. Something doesn't seem right. So I'm just going to say, husbands, listen to your wives. I've ha- yes, and all the women are like... He's a good preacher. I like him. Turn to your husband, you demon of polyester. Come off of him. <laughs> she's right. Almost, really, almost every time, she's right. She doesn't even know why she's right. I like that team because of the color. They're winning. No. But no, she doesn't really do that. But, I mean, the, the Lord will... Share something with her that might have a spiritual impact, and she'll say, "Here's what I think," and she'll tell me because I'm her best friend. So she'll she'll confide in me that, and doggone if she's not right, stuff will happen, and I'll be like, "Oh my word!" And then part of me is like, "How come I didn't see it?" Because I'm too busy. Like I need that car. I'm trying to convince the Lord, you need to give me that car. Yes, you do. God's like, Brett, 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 Brett. So again, not judging others, and, uh, and it will help you decide in your spirit what is from God and what is not. Um, principalities and powers and rulers, um, there's a lot of things out there, and so you need that presence of God in your lives and that discerning spirit. Um, so anyway, let's, let's move on. Here's number four. Line up what you hear with the word, the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong, teaches us to do what's right. So, you know, here's one thing. If you're listening to God and you're saying, I don't know if that was God or not. If it goes against this in any way, it's not God. If it, if it is out of this book and it, and it lines up with this, when you hear me pray, you'll hear me a lot of times line up with the word of God. If it lines up with this word, okay. We've had people that say, God just doesn't talk to me. He doesn't talk to me like he talks to you. Do you read your Bible? Well, yeah. 
What do you think he's doing? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. He's talking to you here. Now, he can talk to you the way he talks to me, but he talks to me here every day. How many understand that? This is how God speaks to you on a daily basis. And then he has the inward witness as you're walking through your day. You see that? Pray for so-and-so. Or pray for that situation. Or do this. Or buy that. Or go this way home. Or I need you to pray right now. I need you to give such and such amount. Whatever. I don't care. But it has to line up with the word. If, if, if you're saying, well, God doesn't want me to forgive them. No, that's not God. Because it doesn't go with the word. Did you know forgiveness is a big deal to God? So you have to do that. If it goes contrary to this, it is not God. Period. Then it's, it's either you or the enemy or something, but it's not God. So everything that you're hearing, if it lines up with this, you're good. God will never tell you to do or think or say anything that goes against the word. Look it up in the Bible. Whatever you're dealing with, look it up in the Bible. If you can find scripture to back it up, go with that. God always agrees with his written word, and his word always agrees with him. So, Brett, what are you saying? I'm saying if you need a healing, and the enemy is saying, you're not going to be healed. According to Isaiah, that doesn't go right. By Isaiah, it says, by his stripes, it's already past tense, I'm healed. I think I'll take that one. The doctor says, you have this. Doctor, you can say whatever you want, but according to this, God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I'm going to have this, or I'm going to have that, according to the word. God has given his word as a covenant and signed it in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus. It's been ratified by his son's blood. So it is written as a love letter to you. It has to line up with the word. God has put his name on his written word. Psalm 138.2 says he's magnified his word even above his name. So he has said, this is it. Here's, the, this is what you, here's your instructions. And if God cannot lie, he can't do anything contrary to that word. He trains us to recognize his voice through his written word. We tune our spiritual ears what is real and we can recognize the counterfeit. Now, here's, listen to what I just said. If you learn what's the, what's the real deal, you'll know when it's not. Now, as a, as a dude, there are, there are purses that are like... I would never even consider coming close to paying anything of what some of these purses. Oh, that's a real gaucho or whatever the purse brand is. I'm like, okay. You can go to the popcorn festival and you can find a knockoff and it would be called a gucho. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, it looks the same to me. And my wife would say, it's not. You know, or whatever. Because now, now again... She doesn't have whatever that is. I made that purse name up. But what I'm saying is because she knows the real, she also knows the fake. You know the real, you can't be fooled by the fake. That's important. Because wherever you go, somebody's going to try to throw you the fake. In some shape or form. 
and you have to be able to discern the gut reaction, the spirit connected to God, what is the real. And that's what you respond to. I mean, let's think in the garden, and I'm just about finished here. In the garden, what did the enemy do? He tried to get Eve and Adam to question the validity of God's word. Did God say, Eve, let's go over this again. Did God say, and actually Eve says something that God didn't say. God, she tells him, God said, we can't, if we look or touch it, we'll die. God didn't say that. See, the enemy will take things and he'll twist them. He'll just creep them in just a little bit. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting my, myself in trouble for assuming. Anybody ever assume? Because of somebody reacted or what you saw as their face expression or hard to tell what they meant when they sent a text. My wife will say to me, did you send like a LOL or smiley face or thumbs up? And I'm like, uh, no. I mean, I'm a dude. I don't... It's hard for me to send that stuff. I'm just like, well, they ought to know that. And she's like, honey, people don't know that. We're guy, guys are different girls, aren't we? I don't like to talk when I'm in the bathroom. Do you guys? No. We just want to go in the bathroom, do our stuff, and please wash your hands and come out. Girls want to go together. Let's go. Grab a hold of God. Discern what's right. James 4.8 says, come close to God and God will come close to you. See, our part is to seek him on purpose. I'm going to hear from you, God. I'm going to seek you. If I can know how to hear God, I'm going to know, I'll know what the counterfeit is. So then I'll know what's real. My... My heart for you today is as you leave this place today, those are four things that are, you actually, you can do those. If you think about it, think about if your receiver's on. Are you expecting to hear from God? Have you tuned into the frequency? You know, you, you know, to coin a, a phrase, are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Okay, if I'm going to be in the frequency of God, God, where do you want me to be? How do you want me to do what you want me to do? And I just do that. So then I get the frequency. I got my receiver. Now I start listening. You know, with every mother in this room or grandmother, if your grandbabies or your children were in the other room and I said on the count of three, I want them all to yell, certain whatever i could i could tell you right now i could point different people i could, I could go to my aunt sandy over there if her grandbabies were back there she could pick them out she could hear their voice and she could go i know who that is i can yep andy uh, wherever andy was she could pick out addison sheila you could find your kids like that i mean you know why because you're listening you are wanting fellowship my friends, this morning, it's not so hard. We just put a mental block up, but God is saying, I want to spend time with you.
And those questions, the ones that you wring your hands about and spend time awake, the answers are in the book. Really. And he'll tell you. He'll show you. But you have to listen and actually be aggressive to go, you know what, God? I'm coming. I'm coming home. You might not be like the prodigal, but you know, he finally came to himself and he said, I got to go back to Father's house. What I'm doing is not working. And the Bible says that when he was a long way off, his dad saw him and said, He's come home. First thing the son said is like what we would say I'm worthless. I just please let me live. And I want to be around you, but you don't have to do anything because I have not been worthy of it. And the father says, get the best robe. Put shoes on his feet. Put a ring on his finger. Let's celebrate. I'm here to tell you this morning that God's looking. He's listening. Is your receiver on? You got your frequency turned in? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?